I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Final hour of the Sunday Bet Prep show, our three-hour NFL betting extravaganza. Scott Spritzer, Matt Eumanns here at the uh, VSIN studio inside the Circus Sportsbook, downtown Las Vegas. We saved our best guest for last tonight. Scott Kellen, NFL handicapper at Six Cents NFL, joins us almost every week here on the show. And uh, Scott, how is week 16 going for you up to this point? We've got about uh, more than half of the games in the book so far. Hi, hey, Matt. Hey, uh, Scott. Merry Christmas. And, uh, Number one, I almost forgot I was on tonight, uh, Matt, because uh, my days are all screwed up with this NFL schedule, so I'm glad I remembered. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's been an okay week. The, uh, I've had some player props, which have done well, a couple team totals. I've got the uh, Raiders here in a teaser, which will complete the second leg of a teaser, which would be nice, and then a couple plays yet tomorrow. So uh, still a pretty good chance to have a winning week as a whole, and then uh, you know, on sides and teasers and totals, and uh, player props have been good as well. All right, let's talk about the game. It kicks off at 10 a.m. on Christmas morning here in Las Vegas. And at Circus Sports right now, it's Dolphins minus three and a half. The number's been steadily dropping. And Scott Spreitzer can't figure out why. And the total <laughs> is uh, now 49 and a half. The total's been slowly rising. Uh, Scott Kellen, which way are you going to play this game? Yeah, I played it over, and I played it uh, Tuesday morning when the lines came back up following the Packers Monday night game. So I've got a very favorable total here at 47. Uh, and I think I recommended it up to 47 and a half. So we're, but you know, I make the number 50 and a half. So there's still some value here, you know, based on where the total sits today, just not quite as much value as I would like to see. But uh, you know, between that and I'll, I'll just throw out some other things there as well that people can play if they don't want to play the over. But the reason I like the over here, you know, I don't know what we're going to get out of the Packers offensively tomorrow, but they have certainly been better since Christian Watson and the rest of the receiving receiving crew got healthy. Uh, and since Watson came back and was healthy, they've scored 24 or more points in, in five, four of the five games that they played. Uh, the other one was against the Titans. They only scored 17. So I think Green Bay has a fair chance here because they're not playing a, a phenomenal defense in Miami to get to 21-24 points. And I think Miami's going to get plenty of points here. And I know you guys are talking about it, and I agree. Green Bay looked very good last week, but it was at the you know expense of a Rams offense that's completely depleted, and they're not going to see that tomorrow. And you got Miami coming home. The last time we saw Miami at home, they were scoring 39 against Cleveland and 30 against Houston. And the last four games they played at home against below-average defenses, they scored 31 or more. 
Uh, and then you just look at the Packers when they play better offense, better than average offenses. They've allowed 23 or more in, in each of their games. There's no reason Miami can't get to at least 27 and, and quite frankly, probably get to 31. The other thing I would throw in there, if you, if you like to do player props, there's a little bit of a, a money line to, to pay on this, but two over one and a half passing touchdowns, minus 160s last I saw, I think is a pretty good wager. Against all below average defenses this year, he's thrown two or more touchdown passes in every game other than the Houston game, which he did not play the second half. Uh, and I think there was one other game possibly where he didn't, oh, against the Chargers, you know, a few weeks ago. But they're back home. I just don't see how Tua doesn't get two touchdown passes. I think they're going to get at least 27, probably 31 points as well. I think this game's got a fair chance to go over the total as well. So you can play this a number of ways or, you know, multiple uh, ways, you know, based on what I just mentioned. What's your cutoff, Scott, on the total? It's kind of got up over a secondary key number there. Now at 49 and a half, do you cut it off any time? You know, have you cut it off yet? Or are you still looking maybe at another point or so higher? Not that it's going to go there, maybe half a point. I think it would come down if it did that though right away. Yeah, I well, I when I gave it out on Tuesday morning, it was pretty tight total. Uh, I gave 47 and a half, which is over a key number, of course. Right. But, um, you know, I projected about 50 and a half. So it's okay. about a three-point difference. I kind of like to see about that difference in my totals <laughs> to make a play. So, um, you know, it's over that now, obviously, not drastically. If it came down to 49 or 48 and a half, obviously that's better, of course. But um, And that's why I kind of threw out, you know, the, the tool thing, um, you know, as, as an alternate option here as well, because it's another way to kind of accomplish the same thing, if you will. Because uh, if, if they're going to, if this game's going to go over the total, my number of 47 or 49 and a half, two is probably going to throw two touchdown passes as well. All right. How many uh, props are you going to play on that Packers uh, Dolphins game? You said uh, you had a handful you might play, or at least a few. What are you looking to play there? Uh, just on that one, it'll, it'll probably just be two. Uh, okay. I, I don't think I'll play anything in the receiver thing. I think the Tyree Kill one will probably go over, but. It's a little higher than I'd like to see, so it'll probably just be the two one in that game. Yeah, the uh, the Rams didn't have anybody resembling Tyree Kill out there on the field Monday night. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> By the way, what a bad beat that was if you played that game over the total and the Packers get oh my God. stopped at the one yard line late and uh, take a knee twenty four to twelve when it looked like that game was going to go over the total, Scott. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Scott, also about the Bucks at Arizona, which goes, of course, on Christmas Day because. Matt and I have kind of gotten prejudiced against backing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do you feel that way, or do you think Tampa Bay is a good spot here? I mean, they're going up against a team, I was kind of joking, where you've got a situation where I've knocked the Buccaneers coaching staff all season long, but I might rate them a little bit higher than Kingsbury and his staff. So what do you think about this game? <laughs> uh, well, I, I did play him in a teaser. It'll be the second leg. The first leg was with Buffalo, so uh, lane one and a half points. I feel pretty good about that. I mean, Look, there's, in, in some ways, there's not a lot I can say here that's going to you know, convince you Tampa Bay is going to win this thing going away because they really haven't done that against anybody. But they are playing Arizona here, and this is a team obviously in their third-string quarterback now, the team that's struggling. And it's a team that, you know, when they've played uh, elite defenses this year, and that's with you know, either Kyler Murray or Colt McCoy, they've scored 12 against the Rams, 17 against Philly, 10 against San Fran, 13 against New England, 15 against Denver. So... I don't know really how they get, you know, much beyond 14, 15, 16 points in this game. And you could say, well, that's fine. Tampa hasn't scored either. And that's very true. Although Tampa has got into, you know, 20, 21 points against some of the worst defenses they've played this year. Uh, and then, you know, beyond that, if you just look at Arizona and this defense, it's a mess. They are, you know, it's basically us three playing in the secondary for them right now. And if you look at Arizona, they've given up basically 23, 24 or more points. And all but, uh, let's see, they gave up 20 against the Rams, 19 against Seattle, and 17 against the Rams. And everything else, I think, has been 23 or more points. So, uh, you know, one way you could look at this, too, is possibly uh, it's, it's going to seem like a high number based on what Tampa's done this year. But their team total is 24. I would seriously look going to go over that. I've got them closer to about 29 points this game against this defense uh, from the Cardinals. So I think that's a way you could play it. Another thing you could look at here just from a player prop is possibly, you know, Mike Evans over 54 and a half yards. And again, Evans has been a little bit hit and miss this year, but basically against worse defenses, he's topped that number uh, in almost every game. The, the only time he's really gone on the, under that number is against 
good defenses, and they're not going to face a good defense tomorrow. So you played the Buccaneers on a teaser. At this point, is there anything left on the board you could recommend pairing with the Buccaneers if somebody wants action on Christmas night and says, hey, I want to, I want to tease the Buccaneers down to minus one and a half. What would you pair it with at this point, Scott? I don't think you really can, Matt. I mean, I, you know, I <laughs> kind of prescribe to the, the long teasers, you know, through the three and through the seven, and that's, that's not really an option now. And that's, that's why I, I kind of also said, you know, um, uh, from either a Mike Evans standpoint or, um, uh, you know, just the Tampa Bay team total over, uh, you know, that's kind of another way, you know, over 24, yeah, that can get a little risky just based on what we've seen with Tampa Bay this year. But I do, I really do believe this Arizona defense is not very good at all. And I think this is, you know, with such a weak secondary and the potential, and we say this every week for Tampa, that they have from the receiver position, I think they could get over the 24 points as well. How about the Colts? Can you tease them up to 10 on uh, Monday night? What's your take on the uh, Chargers-Colts game? You know, it's uh, it's a game I, I actually may, I haven't done it yet, but I may end up playing the charge in this game, I've got this number closer to about seven for me. Okay. So I, you know, I want to tease the Colts just because I don't, I don't think they're the right side from that standpoint, but it's, you know, I think you mentioned it. I mentioned in my write-ups, you know, they've, they've won one game by more than six points this year. And that was against Houston. So that gets a little scary. You know, if this thing comes down to three and a half or obviously three would be a key number, you know, I'll probably be on the chargers might still be on them anyway. They're, they're getting Derwin James back this week. So that helps them. Um, I don't know what we're going to get out of the Colts. Look, the Chargers got the better talent, that's for sure. You know, they just it just doesn't always happen, obviously. Not involved in the big quarterback battle of SoFi? Or are uh, you? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> but, you know, if, I'll tell you what, if I did anything that game, I would probably go under the Rams' team total points of 16 and a half, like uh, you know, which is obviously under a key number of 17. But I, I don't know how the Rams are going to score. This is, a, you know, this is still very good defense for Denver. Um you know, so if I did anything in that game, it would probably be under team total points for the Rams because they Denver's not giving up points points to really weak offenses this year, and the Rams they're just not scoring against anybody, especially you know obviously now that you're down to Mayfield as well. Uh, Scott, quick question for you. Look ahead here to NFL Week 17, and there's a big game in the AFC in Cincinnati, Buffalo uh, at the Bengals, and right now I'm seeing the Bills as one-and-a-half-point road favorites. Does that surprise you? Did you think the Bengals might be uh, short road favorites in that spot or not? Uh, Bengals, well, Bengals are a home dog, right, at one-and-a-half? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, they're one-and-a-half-point home dogs. Did you think they would be small home favorites in that spot or not? Uh, You know, I do player ratings, so I looked at those early this morning. They're very raw yet. Um, But right now, I would favor Cincinnati by about one-and-a-half points in that game. So, yeah, that, that number right now would seem to favor Cincinnati. I'm glad to hear it, Scott, because uh, he was asking me about this earlier tonight, and I was saying I like to. I had I made Cincy two before this week's games were played, before the advanced lines came out, based on player ratings too, the kind of way I do it myself also. But uh, so glad to hear we're on the looking at the same side at least right now. All right. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I was just gonna say I, I like Cincinnati and what they're doing here too. So I you know I might give them a shot. We'll see. At sixth since NFL on Twitter, Scott Kellen. Uh, Scott, have a Merry Christmas, man. Appreciate the time this weekend. All right, you guys as well. We'll see you. All right. Always great to have Scott Kellen on the show. Quick break. We got a Circus Survivor update and a final score out of Pittsburgh. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Raise your tequila and your game. Join the Taste of Victory Challenge presented by Sincoro Tequila and compete free for your share of up $15,000 in total prizes. Enter this three-part prediction pool series and make your hoops predictions to shoot for a share of the cash. Go to DraftKings.com Sincoro now to get in on the action. That's C-I-N-C-O-R-O. Sincoro Tequila, life well played, 21 and older only, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. As always, go to DraftKings.com for details. All right. Uh, the Circus Survivor Contest started with 6,133 entrants. It is down to the final four. Three survived with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They get a drive out of Kenny Pickett to win the game tonight, and uh, we thought it was going to be Najee Harris to make a big catch to win it on the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, but it was not uh, to honor Franco Harris. Um, I'm not sure who caught that TD uh, for the Steelers. But anyway, they score in the final 40 seconds to knock off the Raiders 13-10. to And, Scott, we sat here the whole night watching this game saying, Derek Carr and the Raiders are trying to find a way to give this away, trying to find yep. a way to lose it. And that's what they did. And uh, they go down uh, tonight 13-10 to in Pittsburgh. So George Pickens caught the uh, winning touchdown as we're watching the highlights here. So the Circus Survivor went into the final week with uh, 14 entrants. One went down Thursday night with the Jets. One went down, one went down early today with the Browns. Three with the Titans. Five with the Lions. That takes 10 of the final 14 out, three survive with the Steelers, and one with the Vikings, and they had to sweat out those results, Scott. <laughs> right to the very end. Yep. And our producer, Dan, I walked in at 8.35 p.m. Eastern time to get ready for the show, and he goes, playing Pittsburgh, excuse me, I'm playing the Raiders in the first half because I know what's going to happen in the second half. And that's been the story for this team all season long. Uh, no adjustments made that can help you win a football game in the second half of a game, and that's what happened again. And Kenny Pickett goes 7 for 9, 75 yards, and the touchdown on the game's final or their final drive to get the win. And he basically looked up at the stands and said, take that, small hand haters. He was able to deliver the ball. <laughs> but what's crazy about that is I saw throughout that drive, and you kind of mentioned it, soft coverage by the Raiders in yeah. a four-point lead in the final minutes of the game. And then that touchdown pass in the end zone, you got a guy in the middle of the end zone, and there's not a defender within five yards of that receiver, and it ends up being the game-winning touchdown for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, uh, I think the script went well because you got the Raiders with what they do, and you get the Pittsburgh Steelers fans going home happy because of the Franco Harris situation. So anyway, third game-winning drive (laughs) in his young career already for Kenny Pickett, Matt. Yeah, I, I can't say I'm blown away by his performance tonight. Except for that last one. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he, drove, he drove the Steelers down the field to get the win when he had to. Yeah. But the fact he put only six points on the board up to that point, and I, I think it's more of an, an indictment of the Raiders' defense oh, sure. and uh, the way they kind of let Kenny Pickett drive down the field at the end. By the way, Scott, you could have sat in your chair 
and lobbed the pass over the middle and completed that for the touchdown. He was so wide open. Well, not only that, but how about when they get the ball back, the Raiders, and they've got three timeouts, 40 seconds left, whatever it was, but three timeouts, and you got Renfro down the middle of the field, wide open. Nobody, I guess the closest defender was about, I don't ten. know, eight, ten feet behind him. Mm-hmm. And you've got Derek Carr who misses the pass, throws it five feet over his head, it gets picked off, game over. Yeah. You know, again, it was just like, it's like a script that the Raiders follow every week this year. Start strong, bad second half, poor adjustment making, and Derek Carr throws a bad pass or two. That ends up being a huge mistake, costly mistake. I'm not going to put it all on his shoulders because he had to throw the ball 50 yards downfield, but he was still open and threw a bad pass. But, uh, boy, the coaching, it, it just leaves a scratch in your head. I had Pittsburgh, needed them in the contest, Al and I. And I'm sitting here rooting for that, but at the same time, I'm shaking my head watching the defense that was played by the Raiders that final drive. Mm. Crazy. Well, Derek Carr's got to make that throw. He's got to be on target with that throw. He wasn't under heavy pressure. He was on the move. That's a throw you got to make. He sailed it over Hunter Renfro's head by 10 feet. You cannot do that. Uh, Here's what Kenny Pickett did right tonight. He did not play as poorly as Derek Carr. There you P- go. Pickett, 26 for 39, 244 yards, one TD, one pick. He did not take a sack. Derek Carr took three sacks through three picks. I'm going to tell you right now, and I've got a couple good sources on this, Derek Carr is done. He's not going to be back as Raiders quarterback next season. you got to get Tom Brady out here. and rock. What's the talk now uh, in the last week or so? I mean, we've heard Brady's name mentioned over the f- last month. We've heard Aaron Rodgers' name mentioned over the last month. So the Rodgers issue is going to be uh, – it was like a tangled web because of his contract and everything it would take to get Aaron Rodgers here. Most likely, Josh McDaniels is going to go with one of two quarterbacks he's coached before, Tom Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's going to be your quarterback for the Raiders. Shanahan's already he already let it known that Jimmy G's not his right. quarterback moving forward. I mean, they were lucky that he was still around when Troy Lance got hurt, and now you've got Brock Purdy, who is a pretty fantastic backup quarterback, at least thus far, who can come into games when you need him. So... I, I, would, I, I wouldn't I would be surprised at all. Either one of those guys, and he's got the great reputation with, or relationship with both. I was told uh, by good sources three weeks ago that Mark Davis, the owner, Josh McDaniels, the coach, had decided that they were done with Derek Carr. They got to move on to quarterback position. And Scott, after what you, watch, after what you have seen tonight, it's hard to make a case to keep Derek right. Carr. That is a pitiful performance against Pittsburgh tonight. The three picks and the three sacks and – he had so many opportunities to uh, not put the game away, but really put the Raiders in a pretty good position. They're up 10-6 and driving. Yeah. You got a chance to go up 11 points late in the game. Carr, he sailed a pass over Devontae's, Devontae Adams' head out of bounds, and Devontae Adams turned around like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, uh, re- rewind the show about an hour. Remember yeah. I said great incompletion by Incredible Brock incompletion. When he's Incredible. under pressure yeah. and he's 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage and he saves a drive by doing what he did, where Derek Carr is taking sacks, mm-hmm. you know, or throwing into coverage. I mean, throw the ball out of bounds. You're allowed to do that. And we see him too often holding on to the ball too long. So, again, the Circus Survivor Contest had 14 entrants going into uh, Week 16. Four have survived. Three with the Steelers and one with the Vikings, and each team won by three points, and you had to sweat those out uh, with the Steelers and the Vikings. But the Lions were the most popular pick with five they obviously went down. The Titans with three, the Jets with one, and the Browns with one. So you got four entrants survived to Week 16B. Scott, the wrinkle put in this contest this year was a Week 16 to Christmas week was divided into two weeks. Derek Stevens added this for strategical purposes. So 16B, you've got to get your picks in now, and you've got the three games tomorrow and the one Monday to pick from, and that's it. I like that, Regal. Get him back going, man, for that last, you know. I like that, actually. I think that's better than letting him pick again next week. I think, you know, making him come right back. It throws a little, like you said, wrinkle into the mix. And I tell you what, it. well, here's the thing, you though. You know, I what's mean, interesting with the strategy there, too, is what teams do you have left? Exactly, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you gotta, you, you've only got eight teams to pick from. I mean, God help you if you have to go with the Colts or the Arizona Cardinals or the Rams, <laughs> for that matter. How about the Buccaneers? Can you hedge? <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we stand. All right, let's take a look at the uh, Lions game. They were the most popular team in the Circuit Survivor Contest, and they went down early. I know Derek Stevens uh, here at Circuit liked the Lions. Mike Palm did too. 
There's a, a lot of guys like the Lions today. Chris the Bear Felica was on the Panthers. The Bear has got things rolling this season. The Lions could not stop this Panthers r- running attack today. And if you re- rewind a week ago, the Steelers went to Carolina, beat the Panthers, and Carolina had a total of 21 rushing yards on 16 <laughs> carries. Scott, look at the rushing totals today. The Lions' defense was defenseless. 320 yards allowed on the ground at 7.5 yards per carry. How about that? Three, 7.5 yards per carry. That's crazy. Darnold only threw 22 passes. He goes 15 of 22. They pile up 570 yards of offense wow. on 15 of 22 passing and, and, of course, the 37 points. But, you know, they had around 350 yards at halftime oh. when I was tracking that game a little bit and that 24 to 7 lead. And then what I liked out of Carolina in the second half, you see a lot of times a team will have a dominant first half. They give up first points in the second half. And then you got a, a tough game you got to sweat out. Carolina didn't do that. They score the first points in the second half with a touchdown and go on to the win and just dominated. I mean, the entire game, the line of scrimmage was ridiculous. It was like watching, you know, a power five team against maybe an outside the top 20 division, one double a school or FCS school. It was almost that bad. And we just saw them being able to just run through them without any problems at all. I love the Carolina running back. Boy, they sure do miss Baker Mayfield. Don't they Carolina? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think so. They don't miss Robbie Anderson. They don't miss Matt rule. They don't miss McCaffrey either, if you want to throw and that in there. They don't miss Christian and, McCaffrey. You know, exactly. How about that? Yeah. It's amazing. You have yeah. a fire sale. People start saying, you're, you're tanking. And they and all of a sudden, the team starts playing a lot better. Steve Wilkes, man. Steve Wilkes might get that job full time. The uh, Panthers win the game 37-23 to over the Lions. It was a blowout. Uh, there was no doubt about it. Yep. And uh, Sam Darnold and the uh, Panthers get it done. That game flies over the total of 43.5, by the way. All right, quick break. Uh, we come back. Scott Spritzer presents one of the great moments in Russell Wilson history. Stay tuned for this. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN is a gift that keeps on giving. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber for only $79. Get access to everything we do from now all the way through the big dance in March. Sign up today. You also get $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats and gear at our online store. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. You get betting splits, deep dive betting reports, college bowl coverage especially valuable right now. This is a limited time offer. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift. Give VSIM Pro access through the end of March Madness. And uh, that offer is up at vsin.com slash subscribe. V-S-I-N dot com slash subscribe. I had somebody uh, recently tell me, I can't find your stuff on the website. I've looked all over for it. I can't find it. Vissen, right? I can't find it. I said, what do you mean, <laughs> Vissen? What, what did you type in? V-I-S-N dot com. I mean, no, dude, it's V-S-I-N, V-S-I-N dot com. <laughs> oh, okay, that's why I couldn't find it. Jeez. Some people, man. <clears throat> well, you know, you can always, you know, buy both uh, names or whatever you want to call I it. I guess we could have. V-I-S-N, V-S-N, you know, I mean... Anyway, uh, during the break, you and I were having a long, detailed conversation about the X's and O's of football. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Short hands, all that kind of stuff. We should have recorded that. Um, <clears throat> we'll try to recreate it here. So we're talking about <laughs> execution of screen passes and how you have to loft it over the defensive end. But I wanted to reflect here as we preview the Broncos-Rams game, Russ is going to be cooking again. He's back in the saddle for the Broncos, one of Scott Spicer's all-time favorite players. We got a, <laughs> we got a special feature uh, for tonight's show. Greatest moments in Russell Wilson history. Let's go to the tape. Fake it. Wilson. Intercepted. Picked off by Willie Gay. And Gay is going to take it all the way. Touchdown, Kansas City. All right, that was a couple weeks ago. It's better if you can watch the highlight because Russell Wilson tries to loft the screen pass over Willie Gay. 
He basically throws it right to him, and Gay takes it with one hand. Let's say I think he catches it with his right, curls the ball in, and then he not maybe caught it with his left, curls the ball. Then he stiff arms Russell Wilson face first into the ground <laughs> and runs forty yards for the touchdown. No evidence of this. I didn't see it. <laughs> Actually, I did see it earlier today, and I paid the guys off uh, behind the counter there yeah. to uh, delete the video. But <laughs> no, it's crazy. I mean. And we saw uh, in that particular play, we saw Russell Wilson at his absolute worst. And then later today, we saw Dak Prescott, you know, basically channel a little Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. and with another pick that was like that. Yeah. And you know, it's it's crazy about that game because who knows? You know, if they would have lost that football game, that was their opening drive. If he completes a little eight-yard blooper pass to a guy who was open, and not only was open around the fifty. But he had about 15 yards in front of him where there was nobody around. You're talking about Dak Prescott. About Dak Prescott. He gets inside the 35, potentially better, even more yards than that. And instead, it goes the other way for a pick six. But Russell Wilson, man, you're going to miss him when he's gone, man. You are going to miss Russell Wilson when he's gone. He's going to be around a long time because uh, the Broncos <laughs> still own about $240 million, so, How about uh, the fact I, that he's eight of their 10 losses uh, have come by one sco- in one-score games right. despite the fact that he and that offense and the play calling have been miserable. That's how good the defense has played. What was ironic about this, so after Wilson threw the pick against the Chargers, the Broncos fell behind 27-0 in that game. They looked dead. Oh, yeah, against the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This against the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago. And Wilson actually played his best as a Bronco after that pick six, that tape we just played. Yeah. Uh, he played really well after that, led the Broncos to a touchdown before the half, Actually, a couple of them. They closed the gap to 27-14 at halftime. Before he got knocked unconscious and left the game, he threw for 247 yards and three touchdowns with that one pick. He was sacked six times in that game. Uh, But the Broncos scored a season-high 28 points with Russell Wilson, the quarterback, before he got knocked out. They lost to the Chiefs 34-28, but they covered. So, Scott, with Russell Wilson back at quarterback for the Broncos going into this uh, Sunday game against the Rams, how much – confidence do you have here in the Broncos because they've been bet from pick them to minus three and I think the Broncos are actually a decent bet here but I would not lay three I, I've made a small bet here on the Broncos minus two and a half you got me man I'm telling you this game I mean a three I think know? the Denver defense is the best unit on the field oh no doubt Denver's defense should do enough to win this the, game the couple yeah. of things on this about this defense they're number four in defensive DVOA in the entire NFL Denver and they're going up against a badly beaten up, battered and bruised Rams offensive line with a career backup quarterback who had one good quarter in his first eight yeah. with his team and got way too much credit for the one good quarter. We just saw Kenny Pickett do the same thing on Saturday night to the Raiders. Goes right down the field on the final drive and scores the game-winning touchdown. And it didn't take a 15-yard personal foul to keep the drive going like it did with Baker Mayfield. So is he going to be player of the week? You know, I mean, it's basically the same thing happened with, with, uh, with Baker couple of weeks ago. Also wanted to mention that Denver, they've held opposing quarterbacks to a league best or league low, however you want to say it, 75.9 passer rating. Mm-hmm. I I just don't know how Baker all of a sudden finds what he needs to do to come out and play at least three quarters of solid football as a starting quarterback. We don't see that on a Baker. He had a couple of really nice runs with Cleveland, um, his one season there in which they won nine, 10 games, whatever it was. And, and, uh, other than that, he's just not been good. He's been a backup quarterback at best. You had to remind me, though, of course, of what happened a couple of weeks ago because I did have KC, and I know I was texting back and forth with Dave Koken, and he's like, hey, your KC's up 27 nothing." And I was like, yeah, and I was like almost tempted to say this might be the easiest win oh. I've had in two years. I didn't, but I thought it. And then, of course, we see Russell Wilson go off and have his best game uh, in a couple of years, not just this year, but maybe for two or three years over those final two and a half quarters or two quarters. What it told me is that – this offense, which all of a sudden basically basically kind of started going on instinct and let's get the ball downfield, let's throw the football rather than whatever Hackett and everybody else has been trying to do on that coaching staff to get this offense to work. You throw that out, you go with kind of what they were doing there, spray the football around a little bit. Don't worry too much about developing a running game and you hope that Russell Wilson doesn't throw too many bad passes and you're able to hang around. But again, no Aaron Donald, Broncos three straight covers, eight of 10 losses by one score, I'm not going to play the game, Matt, but if you made me, I'd have to lay the points here with Denver. Yeah, it's hard to say that because you think about a team like the Broncos 
uh, it's tough to bet as a road favorite, but the Rams, the Raiders went to L.A. and had the Rams dead to rights. There's sure. no way the Raiders should have lost that game. Raiders should not have lost on Christmas Eve at Pittsburgh. There's right. a lot of games the Raiders should not have lost. I actually think I saw enough positive signs from Russellson in that KC game. Right. Uh, where he got knocked out, and after he threw the uh, pick, uh, <clears throat> that I could back Denver here because the Denver defense, I said, I think the best, it's definitely the best unit on sure. the field. There's no doubt about it. The numbers show it's no question. The Denver defense, and if Russell Wilson plays a little bit better, I think the Broncos have to be the bet. I just wish they would actually open things up early. I really do. Sure. You know, quit yeah. running the ball in first and 10, second and eight, second and 13. Uh, throw a little screener here and there on first down, <laughs> except for the one thing that we saw against the Chiefs that nobody saw, but you were talking about earlier with Russell. But do it, you know, throw on running downs, run on passing downs once in a great while. It, they're so, like, easy to read mm-hmm. about what they were going to do that when they fell down 27 nothing to the Chiefs and the Chiefs kind of let up a little bit, they had to start playing on instinct. It was all of a sudden Russell Wilson do, being allowed to do what he does best. I don't know if he's got that anymore left in him, but it sure isn't working with that goofy offense they've been calling where they try to do, hey, we're going to run a conservative offense, we're going to throw screens, we're not going to try throwing downfield, and we hope the defense wins games for us. And that's all they've done all season until that game against Kansas City. They almost came back and won. Hey, you talk about the worst coaches in the NFL, and there's a lot of people who say, well, it's Jeff Saturday, without a doubt. Nathaniel Hackett might be the worst. He's right there, man. He's maybe just a notch ahead of Jeff Saturday. I mean, it's seriously, it's just that bad. And again, you go this deep into the season with that defense and you can't figure out an offense that could give you a chance to win games. I don't see how the Broncos can possibly stick with him as head coach. I hope not. I don't see how. But it was right from the start. You don't let a new guy come into your system and Russell Wilson, new quarterback as far as he's new to that team. You've got new guys around him to that team. You're throwing him into an offense that he's never played in before, and you say, guess what? You don't get a snap until week one of the regular season. It's just right from the start. They were just waiting for something bad to happen, it felt like. You know, Scott, when you look at a team like the Rams, defending Super Bowl champs, their season's a lost cause. They know sure. How does Sean McVay even motiv- motivate these guys at this point to step up and play? And uh, You have to ask yourself that question before you consider taking the points with the Rams, right? right? Well, the one guy that's going to have motivation will be Baker because he wants to win a job. <laughs> Somewhere. And other than that, though, you've got too many guys who have Super Bowl rings from last year who now have absolutely zero to play for. Oh, they don't and care. So it's just like, let's get this season over yeah. with. You know? I'm sure. I think the head coach just wants to get the season over He looks with. like it, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. It's, uh, that looks like a dead home dog in the Rams, but we'll see. Yep. It should be a game that the Denver defense controls. we got a triple header on Christmas. It's Dolphins, Packers, Broncos, Rams, and then the nightcap, Buccaneers. Cardinals. We're going to talk about that one a little bit more next and also get my best bets and contest plays. And I'm not going to talk about the Eagles. I'm not going to talk (laughs) about the Patriots. We're going to move on from that and try to focus on something positive. Like the Middle Tennessee Bowl win. I got a win today in the Hawaii Bowl, Scott. Johnny Avello just texted in and he said, I got minus 140 that Matt talks about the Eagles one more time. Uh, He's playing Family Feud right now. (laughs) He's too busy watching. He's not watching our show. All right. Millions of people are across the globe, but not Johnny Avello at this point. Back in a couple minutes on VSIN, the Esports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, get in the game now with Bet Rivers online sportsbook and gear up because it's college bowl season. Log in to Bet Rivers every day on game day. Receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect college game day experience. Go to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on the action. Hopefully, if you did today, you bet Middle Tennessee plus seven. Or money line against San Diego State. The Blue Raiders win the Hawaii Bowl 25-23. It was entertaining. The Aztecs jumped on top 14-0 right off the bat. And Middle Tennessee roars back to win the game in Honolulu. Nice win, Matt. Nice way to wrap up the card. Gets you over those other two games that you might have talked about earlier. I don't know if you did yeah, talk about those I, I other two. I can't even so. recall what happened in the yeah. NFL early today, so, Scott. Middle I, Tennessee I kind of forget. wraps it up. As Finish up wa- strong. That's what we always say, right? As we watch Cowboys highlights on eight screens <laughs> right in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got two pro tips to talk about in this uh, segment. We're also going to look at uh, my best bets. We're going to skip over the Patriots, skip over the Eagles, <laughs> and <laughs> look what's left. I've got the Broncos minus two and a half and Colts plus four and a half. That's what's left on uh, my contest card. And um, it was interesting. As I stood there, I was trying to debate, do I want to play the Titans or the Saints? And uh, at this point, I needed to string together a couple of 4-1 and or 5-0 and weeks to have a chance to get up there. And uh, so it doesn't matter. Patriots, Titans, Eagles, 0 for 3. Got the Broncos minus 2.5. Colts plus 4.5 left on the card. And... uh, that's the way it goes sometimes. We had two contestants in the Circuit Friday Football Invitational who used the Titans as their best bet of the weekend, and uh, a couple on the Eagles as well. So things did not go as planned for a lot of handicappers today in NFL Week 16. I know, Scott, you're off to a pretty good start so far, right? Yeah, we're sitting at 3-0 and with the uh, the Dolphins and the Colts left to go, so we need a 15-0 final three-week run, and hopefully we're still the in there. we got 12 more to go, including yeah. two this week, so... Uh, yeah, we were able to get a, a win there with Pittsburgh to finish up our contest on Saturday, but uh, two to go. You know, I, I feel decent about the Dolphins. I'm not crazy about the Colts, but, uh, you know, sometimes you got to take some chances. Uh, so just routine, easy covers for you on the Cowboys, oh. on the Steelers. I mean, you didn't have to sweat that stuff at all. Matt, how could you go against the Cowboys today? <laughs> I mean, and it was, it, was, it was start to finish. It was wire to wire. It was like never in doubt. So I, I don't know, man. It was like I had right side, I had right result, right down the line. That's right. Full six Cowboys, minutes. Steelers, easy. I, I think I might easy handicap wins. somewhere. I might have wrote somewhere that <laughs> Dallas would go on a thirteen nothing run in the final four final and a half five, five minutes of the right. game. You know, there you go. Eagles would implode late. There you go. Cowboys went in cover by six. Now the Raiders, I that that is not even tongue in cheek. The Raiders did what we thought they would do, oh, which yeah. was a good first half and then a horrible. A horrible finish, is, which is what they do. That's their identity. I had so. a, uh, a loyal VEASAN uh, viewer mm-hmm. who texted us during the show, if I can get my phone to work, and uh, his name's uh, Patrick O'Donohue, and Patrick is upset. He's a frustrated Raiders fan. He said, please get somebody at the network to compare David Carr's first-half stats to his second-half stats in games in which the Raiders are leading at halftime. Please. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, you're on – I know that he bet the uh, – Raiders in the first half and bet against them in the second half. And you have to use that to your advantage. When sure. you follow a team this closely and uh, you know their trends, uh, it, that's the thing with the Raiders. Last week, Scott, if they don't get the fluke play to beat the Patriots, the, the 
the Raiders were on the verge of blowing a 14-point lead and right. a loss for the fifth time this yeah. season. That oh, was kind of lost in the miracle finish at Allegiant Stadium last yeah, week. They weren't like, you know, putting up a wall and stopping the opponent again, and we saw it again tonight. You were talking about it during the drive that they were in soft coverage. Uh, you're just waiting for mistakes to happen, and it becomes part of your handicap when it comes to the Raiders. I mean, we talked about it, you know, one of the producers here, he says before the game, I'm on this team in the first half, I'm going against the Raiders after that. I'm only going to play on the Raiders in the first half because that's what the Raiders do. And and we saw it again. So, yeah, unfortunately it has become their identity and uh, they're not going anywhere in the postseason. And I, I do want to look that up. I'm going to look that up tomorrow. I just want to see what the completion percentages are, the touchdowns, do INTs, all that kind of stuff on Derek Carr between the first half and then having a lead going into the second half and seeing what his numbers actually are. They can't be too good. I also want to see some defensive yardage allowed and DVOA metrics and things like that when it comes to the Raiders' defense in the second half of these games that they have a chance to win. I'll, t- I'll say this. Derek Carr's numbers won't look as bad as reality when you're talking about the Patriots game because of, of the last drive sure. when he led the, True. Yep. led the Raiders down for a touchdown. On the first six drives of the second half against the Patriots, the Raiders totaled 36 yards. <laughs> Six drives, 36 yards. The offense totally shut down. Uh, Anyway, the Steelers win tonight on a night when they retire Franco Harris's number 32 jersey at halftime. And then the Steelers take the second half and beat the Raiders 13-10. to And that keeps the Circus Survivor Contest alive. If those three Steelers entrants had been knocked out tonight by the Raiders, the contest would be over. Wow. And the Vikings entrant would have taken it tonight. So... How hard do you think he was pulling for the Raiders Ooh. to hold on and win that game? A $6.133 million contest, and the one Vikings entrant had it all. He was going to scoop the pot if the Raiders would have beat the Steelers. I mean, I'd turn off the TV because I know what's coming. Yeah. You know, oh, if man. you're in that, what a, what a horrible position you, to have to be in. You can't even get enough money down in live betting That's to make a difference. Yeah, you yeah. can't. What's he going to do? Get down $2 million or something? I mean, he, wow. you just can't do it. And, and you know what's coming. You're watching the Raiders do what they do. Horrible. That's a, If he goes on to lose, that's a horrible beat. Having to have the Raiders lasting this long, 16 weeks, and, and that's what potentially beats you. Well, like you said, our producer, Dan Miller, was all over that tonight, yeah, right? Raiders absolutely. first half, yeah. bet against the Raiders second half. Let's throw up the pro tip uh, for tonight. And, uh, Scott, we're going to talk uh, on this pro tip about – let's get it up there on the screen. Uh, the pro tip we're not going to use right here is bet against the Buccaneers. You're not going to use it. We're not okay. going to use okay. that one. We're not going to use Too bet easy. against the Buccaneers because that's obvious. The Buccaneers are <laughs> one ten and one against the spread in their last twelve. Everybody knows to bet against the Buccaneers. It'll be interesting to see if they can cover on Christmas Day as seven and a half point favorites in Arizona. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, so the pro pro tip here is don't buy too much into the emotional angles when you're handicapping a game, and that that's relevant because of the Raiders Steelers game tonight. I think some people would have thought, well, it's Franco Harris night in Pittsburgh. That's going to be a big boost for the Steelers. You looked at it the opposite way. I was worried. I was concerned. We had, I had Pittsburgh on Monday. Uh, we ended up sticking with it, using it in the contest when we spoke on Wednesday night, my partner and I, uh, in the contest. But after the situation with Franco Harris, after I'd already played Pittsburgh, and I started hearing all this talk about, you know, the Steelers are going to be so pumped. The city of Pittsburgh is going to be so pumped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that area of the state is going to be so pumped emotionally. It, it bothered me a little bit in that sometimes you, you're directing your emotion if you're those players or the coaches, Mike Tomlin knew Franco Harris. And so it becomes one of those things where you're spending a whole lot of emotion on things that have really nothing to do with what's going to happen in the football game. And that, that worried me, and, and rightly so. I mean, a, a good team beats Pittsburgh tonight. Yeah. You know, the Raiders aren't a good well-coached team, so they lose. But, yeah, I'm not into the emotional stuff. Like I said, if it's atypical or abnormal or whatever you want to call it in the NFL or the NBA, even when it comes to a situation where there's that kind of weird emotion that's thrown into the mix, I I just don't like my team to be in that role. And got away with it tonight with Pittsburgh, so happy about that. But, uh, yeah, throw the emotions. I mean, even revenge. There might be playoff revenge in the opening week or two. Where you say, well, I'm going to take this NFL team, and maybe that has a little bit to it. Mm-hmm. But, man, again, you know, I've had a lot of luck to be able to work with Jack Snow. We did a couple of Super Bowl shows with Randy White, um, you know, Drew Pearson, Mike Ditka. And it's that emotion, is ju- it just doesn't matter five, six plays or five, six minutes into a football game anymore. It's about what you're doing on the field. And, and uh, 
there you go. So for those reasons, I don't get too caught up in the emotion of things. All right, let's take a quick look at the game on uh, Christmas night one more time. Bucks at Cardinals. And uh, Bucks seven and a half point favorites. And the Cardinals are going to start uh, Trace McSorley, third string quarterback. Uh, I, if you got to play it, I would say tease the Bucks down to one and a half. Uh, what you what do you pair it with? I was just going to say, what are you going to pair it with well, tomorrow? You could pair it with a Week 17 game too. It doesn't have to be something left on this yeah, week's schedule. Yeah. So if you want action on Christmas night, that's the way I would play. I just don't trust the Buccaneers yeah. to score enough points. Scott, it's a struggle for the Bucks to score more than 17 points in a game. Sure, maybe even against have. a bad defense like the Cardinals. Do you think this might be the game where the Bucks bust out? Bust out as in what twenty four points? Yeah, I mean, it's like, I guess. I mean, again, I'm not going to be part of it. You could also parlay it, or not parlay it, but tease it with. Uh, no, you can't do that. I'm, I was about to give some really bad advice and don't say with that. one of the bowl games on Monday or Tuesday, but don't yeah. tease college sports. Simple as that. So I'm not going to back either one of these teams. I'm going to lean towards Tampa Bay on a teaser with a Week 17 game, and that's where I'm going to go. That's as far as I'm going to go on that game. All right, that's Scott Spritzer. Where can people follow you on Twitter? Scott wins. Also at Doc Sports. Uh, have a great Christmas. You too, man. Thanks Merry for Christmas, coming in everybody. here on Christmas Eve. Uh, thanks to our guest who joined us tonight, Johnny Avello of DraftKings. Scott Kellen. And, hey, let's give a hat tip to Krista Bear-Felica for uh, his interview we replayed from last night. The Bear went 3-0 and in the NFL today. All right, have a winning weekend. Merry Christmas to everybody. This is v the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.